Okay, we're back for another uh, of our Brush Pass episodes, new feature, uh, where we talk about uh, news in the spy entertainment world uh, and pick... Uh, usually we're going to do a television show, but this time we did a movie uh, and we watched it last night. We're just going to give some real quick, uh, unscripted, unresearched uh, impressions for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. First up on the news front, I think the biggest news in stuff that is uh, has just come out is the final season eight of Homeland. Uh, that is a show that first, uh, the first episode appeared on February 9th, so just a little over a week ago. Uh, you can get that. You can get that on Showtime. Showtime can be accessed through Hulu, Amazon Prime, Google Play, iTunes, and Vudu. Uh, Homeland, of course, TV show where uh, the main character, played by Claire Danes, is a CIA agent whose specialty appears to be the Middle East. It looks like each season tells a different story, but they're always related to that region. And this final season is set in Afghanistan. What did you think of the trailer, Dave? Have you ever watched the show? No, I haven't. This has been on my list forever, and I never got around to watching it. And I'm really upset because I'm, like, in love with Claire Danes. Uh, And so it looked cool, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to be excited about because I missed, like, all the other seasons. So I'm I'm definitely going to, like, have to kick my butt into, like, watching because I've heard some good things. I got to admit, uh, I always rolled my eyes at the name of the show. Uh, right. People people who refer to the homeland, just I kind of associate with a kind of a Patriot Act mentality mm-hmm. that I don't personally subscribe to and actually find a little scary. Uh, right. <laughs> but I could, I could look past that. Um, maybe yeah. I'll check some reviews out or something. Um, um. Yeah, we'll do we'll do uh, Homeland on a brush pass at some point. No promises. We got a whole list of TV shows to do. Right. Um, <laughs> trailer looks good. Uh, I especially like this little uh, tease that there's like she's got a little bit of missing time um, of something she doesn't remember. So yeah. and and that is a way to plant the seeds of doubt of like what she actually did during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a that's a really interesting idea for a for a spy story, I think. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, because she was in a, a Russian prison. I know that too. She's at the beginning of this season. She's just getting out. Yeah, so the you know it's got the amnesia play in her. It looks like she's going to have to figure out what she did for the last seven months. So it, it'll be fun, uh, but I definitely need to catch up. So what is that? Season eight. So I need to watch seven seasons. I, I could do it. <laughs> You're a beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can definitely binge if I have to. So I'll get caught up. Next, this isn't something... I thought I'd put this in recent because the rhythm section, that, of course, is a film that came out uh, beginning of last year, right about this time last year. Mm-hmm. And we actually had like kind of ambitions because we were just starting our show out, and we were we were even thinking about making that uh, a movie that we would go out and see and do a, a 
spies like episode spies like us episode about like right after seeing it and then of course the whole world shut like shut down and there's no such thing as movie theaters um the thing is why i thought i'd bring it up here because uh it got really really bad reviews uh at the time but it just came out on amazon prime and now all of a sudden apparently everybody loves it it's getting like a a second uh a second day in court yeah it's 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 uh succeeding at the appeals process (laughs) (laughs) right uh and appears to be a revenge tale of a bereaved woman versus terrorists that's what I think it is. We're going to watch the trailer right now and get back to you in a second. Oh, wow. It looks like, is that her? She's going to play Cruella? Anyways. Um, <laughs> rhythm section. Yeah. So, you know, not, I mean, it looks like it's primarily a revenge film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that genre. I thought it could kind of sneak in as a spy movie because of two things. Because their targets, I'm pretty sure, are terrorists. And I think there's... I don't know, something about the trailer and something about the, maybe it's just I don't trust Jude Law, but I feel like, I feel like there's going to be some fucking twist in this, in this one. Right, <laughs> right. And then the other thing, the other aspect that she's getting trained, we see her in all these uh, different identities and she's getting mm-hmm. trained to, uh, looks like do some, some at least uh, surface level infiltration to get to her targets. Uh, this was a newer trailer um, than the ones we saw before. I think it looks great. I'm I'm back to being excited about it. Let's check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, so as I've been building up this process of scooping Google for all this spy movie news, one thing that uh, has really come to my attention is there's a lot of spy movie stuff going on in Bollywood that I had no idea about. <laughs> and we didn't have any Bollywood films on our list. Now we have several. Nice. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, you know, you know, have you ever seen a Bollywood film? Yeah. A, they're, they're really into romance over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a romance. Looks like an Indian woman who's uh, falling for a sexy, sexy spy. Uh-huh. Um. And other than that, uh, I'll just mention, I did hear it didn't get really great reviews. But if romance is your thing, if Bollywood is your thing, and you want a spy fix, maybe check this one out. We're going to take a quick look at the trailer. Oh, she's the spy. I thought she was just a love interest. She's she's the spy. <laughs> yeah, it's well they say she's yeah, they they're giving her an assignment. It's not clear if she's like trained or if this is one of those things like she's just being recruited. Like an uh, everyman. Right. And then maybe he's the more experienced uh person that they're assigning to help her out or something, then they fall in love. Maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh it looks kind of fun. It looks sexy, it looks action packed and dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we are, we'll put it as a contender. You know, on this show, we do like to try to do every imaginable kind of spy movie. And, you know, it's it's <laughs> always nice when we can find films that aren't just CIA versus KGB, although we, uh-huh. love, we love those, but it feels like that's like 90% of them sometimes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, 
unless you count all the movies where the the villain the enemy or the agencies are like totally fictional um oh you know what i didn't even mention the name of the film it is la la i don't know the pronunciation i'm going to spell it l a h o r e confidential lahore confidential which i'm sure that uh sean connery on on jeopardy uh, would definitely pronounce as Lahore. I'll take Lahore. Uh, <laughs> I'll take yeah, yeah, Lahore yeah. for 300. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's all our brand new stuff that you could watch right now. Coming soon, uh, actually coming out on Sunday the 21st, so just in four days, on the BBC is Bloodlands, a four-part miniseries that is set during The Troubles. Uh, which is what they over there on the island refer to the whole like IRA unpleasantness era. Right. Um, it might be more of a cop thing than a spy thing. I couldn't tell for sure, but I thought I'd bring it up here anyways. Uh, That'd be good for our audience. You know, it looks like something I would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another Bollywood spy movie, Bell Bottom, two words is coming to Netflix in April that is uh, supposedly inspired by real events set in the eighties. In fact, I think our titular character actually wears bell bottoms. Oh, really? (laughs) Nice. Which had actually gone out of fashion by the (laughs) eighties, but okay. Uh, And I think that's a remake of, uh, of another film, no trailer and not a lot of details on that one yet. Now we're going to quickly talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Now, of course, this is, since I started scooping this spy movie stuff, this is just mostly stuff that has been announced or been news of or just came out like in the last two weeks. It's kind of a lot, but I think if we start doing these more frequently, these news segments will get shorter. But we're going to go through these pretty right. quickly. <laughs> um we mentioned last week that Heart of Stone is a Netflix spy movie that's going to star our Wonder Woman Gal Gadot. Uh, they've also got another spy thriller called The Gray Man, which is going to be their biggest budget movie that they've done to date. It's going to be directed by the Russo brothers, the Avengers guys. Oh, uh, wow. With uh, looks like Ryan Gosling as our hero and Chris Evans as our villain. Ooh. Based on a best-selling book series, I think I think it's just getting out of pre-production because I think the big news this week was that they had just announced Chris Evans as the villain. So, I guess if they're still in casting, that means who knows yeah. who knows when this is coming out. But it's definitely one to keep our eyes on. Yeah, uh, this, you, this look exciting. you found this uh, next. You found this next. I'm really one. excited for Sabaya Sabaya. Uh, it's with Zoe Saldana, who I'm always excited to see. Um, and she's not painted. She's going to be like her. You know what I mean? Instead of like a blue lady or a green lady. Oh, right. Like a purple <laughs> lady. Or, you know, we get to see her as Zoe Saldana. We're gonna, are we going to, we're going to find out what her skin color actually is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm really excited because she's she's a great actress, and um, it's always nice to see somebody that can play like a bunch of different stuff. Um, so having her play a CIA agent, 
and uh, I think she finds like a little girl. Yeah, looks like it's a real life story. Uh, Sabaya is, uh, I think it's a word for, um, it might be a word for like a child sex, sex slave. slave or She's something. a recently yeah. escaped ISIS sex slave. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, Zoe Saldana is the CIA officer who finds this sex slave, Sabaya. Right, yeah. and somehow that leads into what looks like looks like a real life story about the toppling of uh, ISIS leadership in Syria. Right. Uh, back to Bollywood, real quick for Tiger <laughs> Tiger Three. Uh, well, at first they were calling it Tiger Three. Now we know it's going to be called Pathan, P A T H A N. But apparently, that's the third film in a tiger franchise of uh, like a uh, action spy kind of guy uh, right. that's going to come out in October. And I added the first two films for our list. Yeah. I think uh, sometime soon on the schedule, I think you can expect us to pick from one of these Bollywood spy movies and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and give them a whirl, give them a whirl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh no, there's another one. <clears throat> Mission Majnu, M A J N U. And that's another one inspired that one. Now, Tiger 3 looks like that's just like high fiction kind of Mission Impossible kind of stuff. Yeah, that dude looks ripped as hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really really over the top. Right. Like a triple X kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Mission Maginu is going to be inspired by real events of Indian RAW agents operating in Pakistan in the 1970s. Filming now. Uh, we have heard the announcement that Spy Kids is going to get a reboot. I think, I think there's five films out there already, as well as a cartoon series. Uh, Oh, wow. I did not know that. (laughs) They're going to totally reboot it. Nothing known about that, except Robert Rodriguez is signed on to write and direct. Uh, more reboots or conversions. We see, we've seen a lot of those. Uh, True Lies is going to be a TV show on CBS. James Cameron will produce. Uh, my question about that is how do you, like the whole concept of True Lies was like a wife that didn't know her husband was a spy. Like after the first episode, you're like done with that plot. Where do you go from there? I don't know. Uh, but I have the exact same problem with the the next one to mention, which is there's going to be a Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show. Jesus. That is going to be Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge in an oh, Amazon. Be nice. Yeah, in an Amazon Prime television show scheduled nice for Donald 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not going to be. He's I think we have only just entered the age of Donald Glover. Oh yeah, 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 right. He's, gonna, he's just getting warmed up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he's 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 gonna have himself a whole like Brad Pitt level length of of career, and yeah. uh, every, I think let's see. So I've well, I've only seen scenes of uh, what what's the KKK movie or the the one you like from Spike Lee? Isn't he in that? I don't I don't think so. You talking about Black Klansman? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was starred in that. Oh no, he's definitely not the star. Oh no, no, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking about dude's kid. I'm thinking of Denzel Washington's kid. 
Donald Glover's oh. a different guy. I've never seen Donald Glover. I've just I've only heard good things. Um, well, he's the guy from Community, right? And isn't he also? Let's see. In he Atlanta. Was, he's currently big. He's right now. He's really known for Atlanta, and uh, you know he does some music under. Uh, Funky oh no. Uh, what? Gambino, Childish Gambino. Ch- Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. He did the This Is America music video. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh, it turns out she is a writer on the the newest James Bond film, and wrote I think another spy movie. Uh, so that's interesting. And Glover and Waller Bridge are also producing that show, so it looks like they're heavily invested in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spook Who Sat by the Door is going to be an FX television series. I'm actually really hyped for this. That sounds like a cool one too, right? Yeah. What do you know about it? It's based on a book. His, uh, the writer and director, his dad, that was like his favorite book. And so he's adapting the book. Uh, and you know, what the, that article you found on this got me really excited for this. Cool. So I, I definitely, yeah, the, uh, I guess the first black CIA officer hired by the agency in the late 1960s, you know, and it explores his life. Um, so I'm 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 actually really hyped for this because it's one it's based on a book and two uh, we get we get more more like actual intelligence stuff like spy stuff to look at so I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for it. Sure. And by the way, that was already a movie back in 1973, and I added wow. that to our list. Oh, uh, our ever growing. We'll never ever get to all of the. Our list is so fucking big of movies. Yeah. It's, at some point, we got to get that up on the website so people can start helping us make decisions about what to what cover. we should do. Yeah, <laughs> and just kind of vote for it. Yeah. One more, and this is another exciting one: uh, the IC Press file. Uh, once again, that was a 1965 movie starring Michael Caine, which we uh, I think that's kind of high on our list of, of movies that I want to do. Yeah, that um, definitely is a big classic that we need to get onto. They are redoing that right now as a six-part miniseries uh, that will appear on ITV, which is, uh, I had to look it up, that is also known as Channel 3 in Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a commercial network. I, I didn't know they even had commercial networks. I thought everything was the BBC, but... <laughs> that's funny. I really did. <laughs> that's... That's like the most American thing ever. Yeah. Everything's just BBC, right? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, this looks this this looks like it could be a great project, so I'm I'm pretty hyped for this. Yeah, me too. Uh, that does it for our titles of stuff coming out. Um, some real life news. Uh, the CIA changed their logo. That was kind of odd. And uh, I guess they're trying to look more hip. I don't know. What do you think of the logo? I don't like it. Yeah, I, like, I don't like I, it either. I like the text design, but the lines just, it's just, I think, I said this on Facebook. I think that some something about logos of, of like state institutions, I like symmetry. I really do. Hmm. Well, yeah. And like the old logo made it seem like it meant business. And then the number of years that that logo existed just kept adding to that. This kind of looks like, you know, 
an attempt at making a new tech company. That's what like, I was going to say. It looks like like some some company that manufactures like a bullshit like uh, ad, bl- or ad, ad blocker. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. If they want to yeah. install on your on No, it's your just going to be one of those like companies in Silicon Valley where they have like a transparent walls throughout the whole building because it's the new thing to do, you know? I'm a little concerned about it. Uh, I don't think it sends the right message. But whatever, it, it kind of, it's there. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in our last brush pass, but uh, our girl Gina Haspel kind of resigned. Oh, yeah, that's kinda, a shame. Yeah, it's kind of sad news. First, first female director of the CIA. Yeah, and um, what, what, what was great, what I, what I and I think Todd also really liked about her is that she actually worked in intelligence. And most directors are appointed by pre- well, they're appointed by presidents, but most of them are like a politician that the president like puts into their pocket or you know in their team. Versus, she was brought up. As someone that like climbed the ranks and like did her tours and stuff, and I know, I know there's a lot of controversy over her with the enhanced interrogations, but like, you know, she served our country for like since the '80s, you know, and her being director it was it was nice to see someone that worked in intelligence and not a politician. So like, we're probably going to get another politician under the next administration. So whatever, we'll uh, see. But let's yeah, talk. We'll see. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk Judas. Yeah. Uh, first impressions, first of all, we, oh, we definitely don't want to... Before we forget, before we forget, Judas right. and the Black Messiah is available right now on HBO Max. Right. Isn't and, that right? Well, you, can buy, you can buy it on, like, YouTube and Google, like, for rental or purchase. Okay. You can get it on, like... Well, I guess you can only rent it, but it's on Amazon, it's on Amazon and I think Google and stuff. Like, it's available to rent a bunch of different places, but if you have... An HBO account. Uh, it's on HBO Max, and you know what we're you it. know what we're gonna do in the future. We're gonna remember at the top of the at the top of the brush pass. We're gonna uh, we're gonna reference that site that you found where you can just find in one place like where to watch anything. Yeah, we'll just tell people about that site, and then yeah. we'll let them figure out the rest of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, because some you of know, it's okay. pretty com- some of it's pretty complicated to figure out like where all the places are. That you could go, right? Yeah. yeah. So that site, uh, I still haven't saved it as a link, but I'm going to get you to send it to me again later. Unless you can mention it right now. Yeah, you... it's realgood.com, R-E-E-L-G-O-O-D.com. That is going to be a useful resource for both us and for our Brush Pass listeners. Okay. Right. Judas and the Black Messiah. Go. Uh, first of all, first, of, I mean, we don't want to spoil anything because I know it's really new. Uh, but Todd and I really enjoyed it and we're definitely adding it to our list and we'll probably actually give it the full spies like us treatment, uh, that the other titles have, but we got so excited that this came out. We wanted to kind of take a quick brush pass on it. Um, but just initial impressions, the acting is ridiculous. The whole cast is amazing. Daniel Kaluuya, I think is how you pronounce it. We'll go with that. Kaluuya, I think. I, I, I had to make sure to get his name right because everybody just keeps calling him the get out dude and I don't think it's fair because that guy's an amazing actor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, he's he plays the main character, p- plays Fred Hampton, uh, the deputy chair of the Illinois 
Black Panthers chapter, uh, and um, he he like well I don't know if he's from England and uh, he has a very thick accent. So the work he did getting the cadence and the vernacular of Fred Hampton was just unbelievable. He he got him down. There's a clip, uh, there's a clip at the very end of the movie where we get a a little bit of Fred actually speaking, and yeah, it is striking. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's incredible. And uh, op- opposing him, who's kind of the character we follow around, who's you know the quote unquote Judas is Lakeith Stanfield, William O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield. And if you don't know Lakeith Stanfield, he was also in Get Out. He was the one in uh, at the at the house that had already been taken over. Uh, he completely owned his role as well. Um, you kind of follow him on like a roller coaster of emotions. While he's like feeling guilty, feeling on top of the world, feeling great about making his money and screwing people. Then he's feeling terrible. Then, you know, he's going back and forth and then he's feeling ashamed. So his his entire performance is definitely like everybody in the film was amazing. And it was also great to see Jesse Plemons. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he was in Fargo, I think, season two. He was the butcher. Oh, I'm glad um, you know, knew his name. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I was really impressed by that guy. And he was, oh, yeah. And two of these actors have been in Black Mirror episodes. I think the entire cast was. Okay. Jesse Plemons was in the Star Trek one. Right. Daniel Kaluuya was in my favorite Black Mirror episode, which is the the ride in the bicycles to power energy. And you're stuck in a room and they just constantly play ads for you type of thing. Yeah, that, um, that was the most terrifying and the most intelligent episode of a very terrifying and intelligent TV series. At least most. Yeah. Of them. Some some of them are kind of eh, but like yeah, some that ep- that episode yeah. was like off the hook. Yeah, it, it's definitely my favorite. Um, but there, there's a lot of people in the cast I think that have been in Black Mirror. So, uh, but regardless, the cast is amazing. So uh, definitely don't sleep on this film if you're into like good film. Uh, Tradecraft wise, there's a ton of it. And like I said, we don't want to spoil too much as far as the story or the tradecraft because we're definitely giving it the spies like us treatment. But is there like kind of one thing, Todd, that really kind of stuck out at you that you want to kind of discuss a little bit about? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Well, I guess I would just say that uh, the, the three main, well, there's two main characters, as you say. But uh, the FBI handler is really kind of a third character as well. And I think, like, all of them have complex emotional journeys related to how far they're willing to go kind -hmm. of thing. And especially, like, the relationship between the handler and, and Bill was really, really good in that, like, it... It actually, you know, like, uh, I don't know, it actually kind of starts out fairly friendly and over time just gets like a little bit more stretched and taut. And abusive or like just, or uh, manipulative. Like it's, yeah, he's more imprisoned rather than, hey, we're working together. Uh, We got to mention too, that one person that's also like seems is the driving force that's pushing everything to to being like more intense and uh, conflict oriented is uh, a really pretty good Martin Sheen as uh, J. Edgar Hoover. 
Yeah. Uh, with uh, which with what I want to mention was I thought some very fucking excellent makeup. Oh, the the makeup was ridiculous. It took me a second to realize it was Martin Sheen. I was like, is that Martin Sheen? <laughs> that's, that's, hey, he looks just like J. Edgar Hoover. I don't know if he's got the voice down, but he looks just like him. And he, he did a great performance. Um, and then, you know, like, so the Judas, like, you're you're a, a bit of a biblical scholar. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I've put I, some time in. I, I've, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could call myself a scholar, you've, but yeah, I've, I've read and studied quite a bit. You've yeah. taken some notes. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have taken some notes. <laughs> um, I, I was a little iffy about, like, I wanted to ask you specifically, what did you think about the title of the movie? Because obviously, it's, it's a reference to, uh, you know, Jesus Christ's betrayal. Right. And did you did you think that was apt? I mean, I definitely like the symbology of the movie, especially at the end when he's getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? yeah, yeah. His, his little final <laughs> payment that definitely yeah. feels like the what what is it like twelve coins of gold or whatever it is. What what's the 18 amount? Eighteen pieces of silver. Eighteen eighteen fucking pieces of silver. Are you kidding? Okay, yeah, it, that, that little that little envelope definitely represents the eighteen pieces of silver. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but besides that, like, how did, how did you feel about that? Did you feel like that's like kind of uh, like over dramatizing what we see in the film? Well, I mean, or, the film or, itself, or this story, or the story's place in history, either or. I'm curious. Well, I mean, the the purpose of the film was through the eyes of the Black Panthers and the Black community, right? And it's kind of it does not portray the FBI in a good light, and it, especially at that time period, there's not much of a good light you could paint on the FBI, mainly because of Jagger Hoover's like witch hunt of communists. So, if you even bred breathed any notion of like public programs. Like you were automatically a communist and you were a threat to the state. So now you have a militant group who's giving out breakfast, talking about bringing in programs and uniting people. I mean, Edgar Hoover is never going to have that, right? So um, I, I think the title actually was a great title to kind of let you know this is what it's going to be. Like this is a story of betrayal and like a messiah type, you know, like a martyr. And, and, um, like, you know, like, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but like, if you, you learn anything about, you know, Hampton and William O'Neill, like William O'Neill's the informant for the FBI spying on the Black Panthers. Daniel or Fred Hampton is like a, a big deal. And he's like actually affecting and making big movements and helping people. And, you know, Hoover is going to have none of that. So they start, you know, doing a lot of damage. Um, and you know, he ends up becoming kind of like a martyr. So I think it's, I think it's a great title, especially since they said, and the black Messiah, right? Cause that's something J. Edgar Hoover actually said in the film where he's just like, Oh, we can't have him being a Messiah, you know, like he'll just be like a black Messiah or something. We can't have that. And then that's exactly what he ends up becoming. So, right. So, so I, apparently J. Edgar hasn't read the Bible. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like he clearly didn't understand like how much a martyr can, can accomplish dead, you know, he got, uh, he got, 
he got tired of it somewhere around Genesis, halfway through Genesis. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, uh, now, if you're kind of asking, like, if it was like kind of like offensive, not really. I mean, it's like I think it really paints the picture. Like, I don't think it was overdone at all. I mean, it's it's telling you what just from the title, it's telling you what you're in for. You're in for a betrayal, right? And and like kind of like a death of a martyr that like is out there for like trying to make a difference or something. So he kind of told you what you were in for from the beginning. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I don't think it goes, I don't think it gives away anything just to say that uh, the Judas character's emotional journey is extremely complex through this movie in his relationship to uh, his own, his own interests uh, in, in relation to his perception of himself as a black person in relation mm-hmm. to his perception of himself as possibly a traitor. And the, the, there is, there is a shot at the end of the movie where the actor is um, like uh, representing a, an interview with uh, what was his name? William. Oh, William O'Neill. Yeah. You William O'Neill. See the real. Yeah. William O'Neill. And the, end. the amount, the amount of astonishing, like self-deception that yeah. he displays there <laughs> was it was just incredible. Yeah. yeah, he just kind of paints himself as a hero, and it's just like, wow, you really got to convince yourself this story just to keep going every day. It's truly, it's truly a very good spy movie, uh, if, and that's that's actually something I kind of wanted to talk about. You know, we're, like. Just so the audience knows, there is a lot of tradecraft, both, you know, effective and ineffective and weak uh, or strong tradecraft going on that we have tons to discuss. But since we're talking about the self-deception and like of of William O'Neill, there is a lot of feeding egos. There's a lot of recruitment from people like in the place where they are. There's a lot of compromise. So. Like just the act, the the angle of recruitment in tradecraft is definitely something we're going to talk about, and there's tons of it. So uh, I'm really excited for us to do this show. Yeah, that's all I had, except for uh, you know there was one thing we just did the Battle of Algiers episode. Uh, I guess I guess audiences won't have heard that yet, but there was right. one there was one little tidbit that I. Uh, had wanted to mention in that episode, and I feel like this is my opportunity to correct that mistake uh, or that omission, was uh, the Battle of Algiers, which you guys are going to hear our episode on real soon, I think next, after the anniversary thing comes out, uh, is a movie about uh, uh, counter-insurgency and counter-insurgency. And it Mm -hmm. turns out that that movie is like, almost a textbook that is <laughs> followed by and studied by insurgents and counterinsurgent agencies around the world, like, like even recently. Um, and yeah, the, apparently the black Panthers also, cause this movie, this movie is set. That movie came out in 1966. I think it was actually a few years later that it showed up in the U S but uh, the black Panthers are cited as one of the groups that, saw that movie and took specific lessons from. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I, I actually, like, it, it's weird how much a lot of this intertwined, because with the Jackal, we went to Battle of Algiers, and now we just got to see Judas and the Black Messiah, which, uh, when I was looking into the ba Black Panthers, there was actually a chapter in Algiers. So a lot, a lot of this is kind of like, you know, synchronizing up things a lot yeah i, no, I think it was really cool it's yeah. crazy for for a movie that i had really never heard of battle of algiers is just popping up everywhere now the movie that we're uh, gonna cover after uh battle of algiers turns out to be ronin and i was just doing my study and notes and research on that and uh guess what movie uh john frankenheimer cited as one of his primary influences for ronin the, the battle of algiers Yep. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, looks looks like we're. It sounds like we're on the right track. Yeah. Uh, of of what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay. We all good now? Yeah, I think uh, I think we've made our points, and yeah. Uh, next next episode. If you listen to this now, the next episode should be Battle of Algiers Part One. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll put the anniversary part two out first, and then we'll put this out, and then it'll be Battle of Algiers, and then Ronan, and then uh, get, get smart. smart. Although yeah. I still hadn't need to check with Lon as whether or not we're going to talk about the TV show or the movie. Okay. But it'll definitely Sounds be good. get smart after that, and then we gotta maybe we'll do one of these Bollywood films. Um, tell yeah. them about tell them about the website real quick. Oh, and also, guys, for sure. This brush pass thing, is, it's a new idea. We hope you're liking it. We hope you find value in it. Uh, love to hear any feedback. Like it, don't like it. Tell us on Facebook. Where, where would they go to tell us that they hate our brush pass episodes or tell us what, <laughs> what we should change about them? Take it away, Dave. Yeah, it'd be facebook.com slash spies like us podcast. Um, or uh, you can tweet us. Uh, at spies underscore like us, or just go to our website. You can find all these places, spieslikeus.net, and shoot us an email. Uh, I promise we'll get back to you. Um, uh, other than that, yeah, if, if you, you love us, you hate us, please get back to us and tell us what you think. All right. <laughs>